Good morning and welcome back to the Let Me Explain podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Seward. As you know, it is Wednesday, October 27th. We had an electric World Series game one. And guess who came to play? It was the Atlanta Braves. Jorge Soler got him started off early, right? Batted two for five, had a home run, leadoff home run to set the tone in the first inning. Follow that up. Austin Riley, double, 2 nothing early on. They'd continue to pour it on all the way up until the third when Adam Duvall would hit a two-run jack, make it 5 nothing, break the gates, break the doors off of this game. And you know, the question coming in for me was, for the Houston Astros, is if the, if the young starting pitching can maintain, can continue to be good, can continue to eat innings, and get to the later ends of that bullpen. And they didn't tonight, right? You saw Framber Valdez only pitch two innings. He had five, eight hits allowed, five earned runs. Only two strikeouts, an 82-pitch count. So he basically did a full day of work getting six outs. It wasn't what you wanted from Framber Valdez as an Astros fan, as the coach, as the organization. It just wasn't the ideal game you were hoping from Valdez. They brought in Garcia, Odorizzi, Phil Matten. They got a lot of guys that went out there and eight innings for him. Kind of stopped the bleeding a little bit after the third. But then again... You know, big game one win for the Atlanta Braves. They found a way to win 6-2 to two on the back of Charlie Morton and Jorge Soler. Speaking of Charlie Morton, as we all probably know now, found out late last night, early this morning, that he had suffered a fractured fibula, will miss the entirety of the rest of the World Series this year, and it's heartbreaking. It, it is truly heartbreaking to see an ace, a guy that's 37, who throws 98 who's been a stud, an all-reliable, a rock in the rotation for the Atlanta Braves this postseason. In Game 1, suffered just a crucial, unlucky injury on a comebacker that was nearly unavoidable, if not unavoidable altogether, right? It's just, it, 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 it's heartbreaking because this guy was not only my pick to be the World Series MVP, he was a lot of people's pick to be the World Series MVP. He was a lot of people's pick to be the pitcher for Game 1, Game 4, and if there was a Game 7, a Game 7. We know the upside he held. He held that seven-inning, 100-mile-per-hour fastball, change-up away, slider away. We know what he held, and that is now gone, right? So what are the Braves going to do? They've had this next-man-up mentality from the get-go, right? They lost Ronald Acuna and Marcelo Zuna, no problem. We'll replace him with four who outfielders who have played out of their mind, right? It was enough in the offense. Can they find that guy? Can it be Drew Smiley? Can Drew Smiley step up and get a good five, four innings out of him and maybe patch up that Atlanta rotation a little bit? Uh, looking on at the game two tonight, right? We have Max Free. We know what he brings to the table, right? In a big game two. Now that Atlanta took game one, game two is huge for Houston. They need to come out playing. They need to come out firing at all in cylinders. And that's not the easiest thing in the world to do when Max Reed is on the other side, when he's on the bump. It's going to be interesting to watch. But again, the bats got to get going for Houston. They had some hard hit balls tonight. You saw Uriel Garriel hit one almost out. Dordan Alvarez almost hit one out. But again, that's not going to do it. Two runs isn't going to do it. They did hit the ball hard. Got to continue to do that and find a way to manufacture runs. Game two tonight, though, right? Let's 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 look forward. Let's project forward. Game one, 6-2 Braves final. We know what happened. Charlie Morton out for the rest of the, out for the, rest of the series. Framber Valdez kind of... Kind of shelled in the first game. Atlanta bats are hot, are hot, right? Moving on to Wednesday, we got game two. And we know Max Fried's on the bump. And actually, it isn't going to be Luis Garcia. It's going to be Jose Ucurdy for the Houston Astros here in game two. Uh, the rookie, Luis Garcia, 
might be still a little tired from that five inning, six inning outing he had in in Boston. So they're going with Ukurdy. That's an interesting decision, and I wonder if that might change now that they're down one. Oh, I I will look forward and look ahead to that throughout the day to see if they do decide to go to Luis Garcia and what is a pivotal game too, right? It's almost a must win because now after this game you go to Atlanta for three straight three straight games in Atlanta, and that's tough. That's a tough place to play. That Truist Park. It's not a hitters-friendly Paul Park. The, the crowd is rambunctious. Atlanta is desperate for a championship. It's going to be rowdy. So who knows? they got to win game two on the back of your security in their bullpen. Jordan Alvarez got to step up. He had a big hit. He had a big triple in the eighth. Wasn't necessarily enough, right? Might need a little more. Might need a little more, right? So, again, just something to monitor. Max Freed versus Ukurdy. Uh The lineups probably will stay rough, relatively the same. I would expect Eddie Rosario to move up to the one spot. Jorge Slitter probably back a little bit in the slot against the righty. Probably where they're going to lean is Rosario at the leadoff. He's he's thrived there well all offseason, all postseason. We'll see, right? We'll see. Game two is going to be a big one. Can Max Freed give him seven? If he can give him seven, the series might be over. So we got we got to watch out for Max Freed. You got to hit him. You got to get him out of the game early, and you got to continue to roll. You have to continue to roll, and you got to find a way to get Houston hot heading back to Atlanta. Moving on to the NBA. We had a little five-game slate last night. Nothing too exciting. Uh, you had the Knicks take down the Sixers. A uh, big win for the Knicks. They moved to 3-1 at home. Sixers seem to be reeling a little bit. You know, we all know the Ben Simmons debacle. Losing an all-star point guard isn't the easiest thing in the world to overcome. They're trying to find that re- uh, replicated production through Korkmaz, through Thibault, through Maxi. Who's going to be the guy to step up, eat the crucial minutes, become the leader, the leader and the facilitator of this offense, it's going to be interesting to watch. Sixers take a loss last night. They fall to 2-2. Two two. Warriors, they moved to 4-0. Big win over the Thunder last night. Steph Curry, 23 points. Again, the Warriors, they're a threat. Steph Curry's a real MVP candidate this year. Watch out for the Warriors. Mavericks beat a bad Rockets team. Nothing, nothing too fancy about that game. Uh, Lakers did take on the Spurs last night. Kind of had a scrape by a win in overtime. Anthony Davis, 35 points. He played solid. Did did come down with an injury there. Managed to play through it. Again, the Lakers, man, it's it's hard to gauge what they're going to be, right? They they could be an elite power team, but they could also be this bad, uncoordinated, un, unorganized offense that we're kind of seeing in the first few games here. It's going to be interesting to monitor the Lakers if they can really take that next step in being a, being a, a championship contending team. I'm not... 100% sold that they're there. I think they need shooting. I think they need speed. I think they need a lot of things to go right and not a lot of things to go wrong. Same thing could be said for every team, obviously, but you get my point. Jazz beat the Nuggets. The key the key thing in that, Nikola Jokic left the game early, did not return when he had an injury. We'll monitor that as well as that, as that story progresses. We'll probably know more tomorrow. Probably Thursday, more information will come out. We'll go with that from there. Moving on to tonight's slate in the NBA, not a lot going on. You got Heat versus Nets. That'll be a fun one to watch. You got Lakers versus Thunder. Can the Lakers beat a winless Thunder team? Can the Thunder get their first win of the year at home? That'll be fun to watch. Can the defending Western Conference champs, the Suns, start to figure it out after a 1-2 and two start? Again, just some things we're monitoring as the season starting off. Again, we're only four or five games in here. Not a lot of information, not a lot of thoughts to be gathered on each team just quite yet, so... We're going to continue to keep up to date, continue to watching the watching the scores and watching the games and 
and seeing how teams are getting better or if teams are getting worse, right? Moving on to the NHL. Again, not a lot, not a lot, not a lot tonight uh, or last night. Sorry, not a lot. Uh, had the Flames beat the Devils 5-3, big win for the Flames. Lightning beat the Penguins 5-1. Lightning starting to get hot. Golden Knights and Predators also picked up 3-1 wins. Uh, Ducks and Jets. Ducks picked up a win against the Jets. Wild picked up a win against the Canucks. Seattle picked up a big home win against Montreal, who Montreal struggles to score. They might be one of the they might be the worst team in the NHL when it comes to scoring. They they can't buy goals. They literally cannot buy goals. Uh they have the worst amount of goals in the NHL this year. And they've played a total of six games. And they have ten goals. That's it. That's it. For retrospect, right? Just for a little bit of retrospect, the Blues have played five games. Scored 25 goals. The Washington Capitals have played six games, scored 26 goals. The Panthers have played six games, scored 27 goals. Montreal's bad. They're bad. And they were good last year. They were right on the verge of playoff contention. They started this year one and five. Just not going to cut it. They, they need to score. I mean, you can't expect to win anything if you're not scoring the goals, right? So I don't know what's going on in Montreal. I don't, I don't. No, we'll continue to monitor as it goes on, but they look to be one of the NHL's worst teams this year. Same with the Coyotes. We knew the Coyotes were going to be bad. Blackhawks yet yet to pick up a win either. 0-5. Seattle starting off a little slow. We know what we can't expect what happened with Vegas to happen with Seattle, right? We get it. Vegas came in as an expansion team. We knew they were going to be good. Had a few players that really shouldn't have been drafted in any way, but they were. I don't think the same is going to happen with Seattle. They're going to take some time. They kind of went for more of the rebuild right out of the gate, kind of want to build their own structure, their own team, not necessarily buy a championship, as some have said the Vegas Golden Knights are trying to do. So we'll see. Seattle season, I think their first season is going to be rocky. But again, it's their inaugural season. We'll continue to watch and cheer for them and hope they can they can succeed. Who's not a Seattle fan? Some of the coolest jerseys in the NHL. Um, moving on to tonight's games. Not a big game. Not a lot of games tonight. Only five games. You got Red Wings and Capitals. I think that'll be a fun one. Bruins and Panthers. Can the Panthers continue to stay hot? Haven't lost a game yet. 6-0. and They they stay home. They're playing Boston, who we know can score. They're a good team. Uh, Blackhawks will look for their first win against a Toronto team that's really not all that much better than the Blackhawks right now. Is this the game the Blackhawks finally find a game to win? We'll see. Edmonton, they'll stay home for uh, Philadelphia. 5-0, and Edmonton continues to uh, to stay hot, hope to continue their win streak as they open their year up. So again, not a lot outside of baseball going on. We know World Series games too tonight. That's what we're all hyped for. I don't think anybody's going to be watching the Edmonton Oilers hockey game unless it's on after the, the World Series, right? It's just what happens. We're going to enjoy every game of the World Series because after this, there's no baseball for a few months, right? We got game two tonight. We got Max Fried. We got Jose Ucardi. We know what Max Fried brings. If he gives them seven, the Braves could be looking at a 2-0 lead heading back to Atlanta. If Ucardi can give them five, Houston Astros could be looking at heading to Atlanta tied 1-1, right? It's going to be a fun game, too. It's going to be, it's a swing game, right? We know these games are pivotal. We know if Atlanta wins, they go 2-0 heading home, which is a major advantage. We know if Houston can swing the momentum back in their favor heading to Atlanta. That's huge heading on the road. A lot to watch for tonight. I hope you guys all enjoy. Leave your predictions for game two. You can at me on Twitter, Facebook, message me, whatever. 
I will I will get back. I'd love to hear you guys' predictions. I'm gonna go Braves win game two. I'm gonna go Braves win game two. And my early my early on season uh prediction before the World Series started was Braves in seven. And I, I want to stick with that because I'm not a guy to turn on myself and, and kind of contradict what I say. But game two is as pivotal as it comes. If Max Freed gives him seven innings tomorrow night, I mean tonight, right? We know, we know the series is going to be over. They go up 2-0, heading back to Atlanta, the series is over. We'll see. We'll see. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you shall be listening to this. We got a big game tonight. I hope you guys enjoy. I will see you guys tomorrow, breaking down all of game two as usual. Have a great one. Enjoy. Peace. Mm-hmm.